With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, ladies. This is the next episode of the Purpose, Power, and Profit Society. I know you're probably wondering why I'm already laughing, but when you meet our guest for tonight, you'll automatically know why. So, listen, this is the space where you can be vulnerable, you can identify your purpose, you can transform your pain into power and activate your genius so that you can create multiple streams of income. And as for me, I am Kimberly Smith, the Purpose Catalyst, and this is your home. Have fun, take your shoes off, relax. We have a great episode for you today. And I have a special guest. I don't know how special he is, but he is a guest. Uh, <laughs> his name is Kamari Ellis, and I'm sure he probably wants to tell you the whole story about how we met. Really weird, um, but nevertheless, he is a finance guru, and I wanted to bring him on tonight because I think it's a necessity that we evaluate what we're spending, what we need to save, how we should invest, and so Kamari is so amazing at that. He made it very clear when we first met. Very clear. I didn't lie. You, I don't. I mean, it's it's debatable, um, but he made it very clear that he was the man to know if you're talking about having an investment portfolio. And we have been cool ever since. So, ladies, meet Kamari Ellis as we chat about maximizing your coins. Kamari, tell them a little bit about yourself. I guess don't scare them. Well, I won't. Um, thank you for having me on, Kimberly. Um, I appreciate the the invite. My name is Kamari Ellis. Some people call me a, the finance rebel. I help people with their money in terms of their investments and oftentimes with their accounting and taxes for small businesses. So I like to tell people I help people maximize their investments and I help to reduce their tax burdens. So he calls himself the finance rebel. We call him the Barry White of money. I have been called the Barry White of money or the Barry White of finance or the Barry White of stock. It's I, it's a whole bunch of them. It's a whole bunch of them. So do you want to talk about how we met? Because I don't know if I ever no. told you what I thought that day. Oh, I, I'm scared now. <laughs> but, okay, sure. Wait, you were the one calling me a fuck before we started recording. Well, this is your show, so, you know. <laughs> I know I hold the trump card. I already gave it to you. Whatever. But, you can tell. But, I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. We're going to keep it professional. Very professional. Yes. So I was on a plane leaving Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, I hate sitting on the inside. Kamari was on the inside. And I was like, oh, go on it. I have to sit next to somebody. They're going to want to talk. Do you ever feel like that? Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> and so, sure enough, I was right. Kumari starts up this whole conversation. I don't even know what you said. Is that how you remember it? Yeah. 
Okay. Am I wrong? Because I do forget. (laughs) Yeah, I think you forgot a lot. What did I forget? Tell the story. So I don't think it was I that started up the conversation. I didn't start a conversation. I think it was mutual. Okay, it might have been. Yes. All right, whatever. Did something happen on the plane? Is that why we were talking? No, nothing happened on the plane. No. Shut up. Maybe some turbulence. That's what I was talking about, (laughs) (laughs) This is why I don't talk to Kamari often. Like, I just made him very much aware because he does way too much. She actually loves to talk to me. The problem is the time flies when you talk to me and you just love it so much. Oh, my God. It's too much. So we were on a plane. We had a great conversation, and we've been friends ever since. We have been. Yes. He's very distant because he doesn't like to talk to me that much. Is that how you want to play it? Yeah, I think that's that's a okay. I'll, I'll let you have that. It's your show. It's your show. I'm, but on your show, it's going to be different. Nope. Okay. Always ladies prerogative. Okay. Ladies way. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So that's the story that we're going to hold fast to today. <laughs> <laughs> So the important thing, the whole reason as to why you're on the show today is all about helping, and you know my demographic is women, right? Yes. Okay, cool. It's about helping chicks make sure they maximize their money. But I can't say chicks, right? You can't say chicks. Right. I can say chicks. Right. Okay. And I can say broads, too. And I know I can't say broad. You can't say broads. Yes, I know. You can say ladies. That's what I say anyway. Most of my clients are ladies. Okay, all right. I'm cool. But for me, I can. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. It's a good old double standard. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure that we talk about the two different types of women that listen to this podcast. I don't think Kamari thought that I was really clear about who my audience was. So now I'm about to kill it. Just so that you know, like, this isn't a hobby. Thank you. Okay. So the demographic are women. Some nine to five, some full-time entrepreneur, probably about 33% are still full-time employees, still working, still trying to identify. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe about 50%. I say, I say like your job, financial freedom. Exactly. So I would say 50% are still working nine to five. Okay. Just kind of walking into, this is my purpose. I have no clue what to do with it, or I don't even know what it is. And then we have 25% that are full-time entrepreneurs. Um, may have already started, quit their job, deuces out to the nine to five, and was like, yeah, I'm good on it. I'm going to go ahead and just start what I know I should. Then we have another 25% that are what I like to call the side hustlers, the employedpreneurs. They are using their money, their salary, whatever it is, to finance starting this business until they feel comfortable with leaving their nine to five. So... For those people, the full-time entrepreneurs and the side hustlers, I think they need to know what to do with their money. They can't spend it all investing in everything that they need. Of course, they need some type of parachute life going on. So one of the things we wanted to talk about is where should their money go? And I think it's two different scenarios. Who do you want to tackle first? I will follow your lead. Let's talk to the employedpreneurs. Okay. They're actually the easiest ones. Cool. So they're bootstrapping. They're trying to figure out what do I spend? What do I not spend? 
Um, and where do I put my money so that in case something happens, I have some stowaway cash? And so I'm assuming these are, are young ladies who are working, um, you know, like you said, uh, wait a minute. So you said the side hustlers or the women, the ladies who are just working and about to go out on their own? These are the, yes. They're okay. Yes. Okay. So um, for them, I will be investing heavily in cash. So every time you get a paycheck, put something away. I know things can be tight, especially if you have children. Um, children always need something, no matter what it is. Um, but, you know, if you can put away $5 a pay, start there. Um, I would suggest you be as aggressive as possible. Um, and I would also suggest that you minimize all your bills, if at all possible. So if you have cable, let the cable go unless you need it for your job. If you like to go to the hair salon every week, maybe you cut back to every two weeks. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I felt like yeah. there might be some pearl clutching and some deep breaths. Yeah. Who, whoever they're with will still love them at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you say. That is not everybody's preference. <laughs> well, love is love, right? And um, real love, not, not yes. fake love. Okay. Real love. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm sorry, I like the real thing. Real okay, love is real love, so they'll be there. Yeah, um, okay. and so and save as much money as possible. If you are, if you are in your 401k, I will start to restructure that because if you're thinking about leaving in the next, I don't know, let's say one to two years, you want to make sure that money is uh, secure. So you don't want to be overly exposed in the market, in the stock market. So you should start peeling that back, looking to go into bonds and other safer investments, if at all possible. Why bonds? You don't think, I mean, yeah, you don't think they should be a little bit more aggressive and get into a 70-30 split with more stocks, less bonds? So a 70-30 split, what she's talking about, is 70% of your portfolio in stocks, 30% in bonds. So the reason I'm saying to um, go back on it is because you need to make sure your money is secure. Um, especially right now, the marketplace is going to be all over the place. It's running up and down like a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, a lot of people that are fresh out of a job that go into business for themselves mm -hmm. usually wind up tapping their 401k. So I would rather you see see that money to be secure and available for you to invest in your business than for you to have, you know, let's say you got 50000 in there right now. And then a year from now, it might turn into 40000 So timing is everything in investment investments so you know i would just keep that in mind now if we were going out to retirement that would be a different situation but you know every scenario it's not cookie cutter it has to be customized and tailored for that person's um goals and objectives so okay let's go back for a second because one of the things that you mentioned is for them to start saving as much as possible even if it means five dollars or so right where should they put this money I'll be honest. I have a, uh, I have a water jar. You pull out a five-gallon water. Listen, y'all. We are doing this via video, and Kamari has just left the microphone because I feel like he is one of He does. I practice what I teach. Oh my god! And so every day I come in, I dump my change in there. Um, sometimes I'll dump um, cash. My jar has saved my life several times, oh. so I am not—I am not ashamed at all to show my water jug. He has a whole deer park water jug. That's right. Okay, but wait. 
not earning any interest at all. I don't care. I don't care about the interest. The interest isn't really gaining that much in the bank right now, anyway. But I do use something called Acorn, right? So I, I'll I'll do they have what's called roundups of all the chains. So like, say I buy, say I do an Uber, mm-hmm. right? I, I get an Uber ride, and the ride is ten dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. They'll take the extra fifty cent, round it up to eleven bucks. They'll put the fifty cent to my savings. That savings actually goes into the market. And then there's another amount I actually put in every month. So I use it as a as a way to save too. But the best thing in the world is cash when it comes to money. So yeah. So they should take if we use the Kamari Ellis method. Listen, make it as easy as possible. <laughs> I'm all about ease of use. Now what keeps them? So I take it they'll have to they'll need a level of discipline to not use that money for frivolous things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but think about it, right? Everybody had a nana, or my mom, back in the day, that had some money in a coffee jar or the old Greek jar or whatever. <laughs> and and when and when times got rough, they went, they just went to the jar. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. You know, sometimes you want to get fancy and put money into this account, into that account, whatever. And I do believe in that, but I also believe in hey, let's take this spare change that I carry around all the time that jingles when I'm walking and just put it into my jar over there. I like that. I feel like it's grassroots enough for everyone to start like today. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be a five gallon water jug. It can be an old shoe box, which I'm pretty sure all the ladies have shoe boxes laying around somewhere. Is that an assumption? No, I am. I have over 20 years of experience between accounting and investments. And so it's an educated guess. <laughs> How many, how many, okay, how many pairs of shoes do you have? Do you decline? Do you decline to answer that question? I don't know. <laughs> I don't count them. I just buy them when I want them. Exactly. So that means you have more than 10. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know how many? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, yeah. My cousin has a whole shoe wall and on the outside of her, and they're all in these plastic tubs or it. And if it and if it is in a box, she has a picture of the shoe on the outside of the box, just so she can know what it is without opening the box. So yeah. Can I meet her when I come and do your show? It depends on how nice you are to me that day. You're not very nice to me these days. I am very nice. Don't don't tell my audience I'm not nice to you. I'm always nice to you. So I shouldn't tell them that Kimberly's a bully. Oh, sorry. Sorry. before we even started don't don't think that that cough was serious it, it, wasn't. it wasn't those were allergies yeah i had bad allergies that was an allergy cough that was not a <coughs> yeah she did, I, don't want to say it. I was looking for my water but i drank it all yeah you, you keep looking for your water sir anyway <laughs> so okay does their savings amount depend on when they're leaving should we talk about the employedpreneur that has student loans and wants to leave their job so here's the deal right um and and forgive me if i go off on a a bit of a tangent so so there's this whole notion that you can't live your purpose unless you are 
working a, working a business or have a business somewhere. Not true. Not true. So you could work somewhere. You could be a teacher. You could be so many other things and be at your job, and you don't necessarily have to leave. Now, if you are so led and God takes you that way, that's cool. Um, it's never going to work out the way you plan it. It's never going to work out the way you expect it. With that said, going back to your original question, you should try to have as much money saved as possible. You should try to um, get your student loans paid down as much as possible. But it doesn't always work out that neat. And the the government has a lot of payment options. I am not a student loan expert, but I do know they have a lot of payment loan options. So when your income changes, they can go to an income-based payment plan. So if your, in, if your income decreases for whatever reason, that could be a way to get your student loan reduced as well. There's a little strategy in there. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah. Things happen, right? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, life isn't static. It changes. ebbs and flows. Yeah, it is very dynamic. Yes. Okay, but listen, what Kamari is not saying is to quit your job and start this whole full, full-fledged business and have no experience in running a business, have no money saved, and then be homeless in 10 to 15 to 20 days. No, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, we're not I'm saying to have as much money saved as possible. So when I, I'll tell you a quick story. When I, when I was forced, well, I wasn't forced out. I chose to leave my, my last job almost six, seven years ago. I wasn't ready. And I had money. No, I think I've known you longer than that. We might have a decade in boo. <laughs> yeah. But when I when I left my job, I um I wasn't prepared. I didn't have enough money saved, but I can hustle. Um so there's always something for me to do. Um I, I will admit sometimes my ego does get in the way, just being totally honest, because um, I think I went through that whole thing of I am my job, I am what I do, and that's a very dangerous place to be. Um, but uh, so there were certain things that you know I wouldn't even think about doing. That there's nothing wrong to do, and there's probably some things I should have thought about doing because I could literally turn anything into a business. And so years ago, before I even started managing money, I thought about starting a janitorial service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely kill it. Five years later, though, I didn't want to do it because I'm 
managing billions and billions of dollars. And it's like, oh, I'm past that. But those jobs make a lot or can make a lot of money. Anything you do and you do well can have the potential to make a lot of money. So like I said, you know, when I first left my job, I hustled. Um, I didn't have everything together. I went back to work for a little bit, kind of part time. And so I just kind of got myself together. But, you know, it, it takes some times. And then there were some ups and downs. You know, I don't think you fully told the audience what you do. What I do. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're the finance rebel. But tell them specifically what you do. Because I want them to feel that what you're stating is truly valid and not just some guy with a sign who was standing at the local shopping center talking about we'll give financial advice on podcasts for $3. Well, I was going to say for food. I'll work for food as long as it's good food. Okay, okay. So I'll give you my background real quick. Um, Second generation entrepreneur. My father was an accountant. He had his own business. My father made me started doing taxes when I was around 12, doing accounting work, which I absolutely hated. Um, But I did it. I learned a lot about it. Um, Fast forward maybe 10 or 11 years later, I had to run my father's business. And I hadn't yet finished college yet. So I ran his business for about five years, then decided to go to school for finance. I went to Temple University here in Philadelphia, graduated with a master's degree in finance. And from there, I worked at various places like making financial advisors, um, MetLife, um, and a few other places. Um, And from there, I became a financial advisor. And then I became an investment analyst, then a portfolio manager. So... There's not much that I haven't done on the financial services side for individuals and small businesses. And and mind you, the whole time that I've been doing all of those other things, I was still doing accounting and tax work. (laughs) So I'm I'm a bit of a nerd as well, especially when it comes to business. Uh, Yeah, a bit. My, My book, my head stays in a book somewhere. Um, but you know, I help a lot of my clients out with strategies, whether it be tax or small business or investments. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I just wanted you to make sure they knew what your area of expertise was. Yeah. Small business, investing, finance, just finance in general. I don't do credit though. I don't do credit. credit. I don't do credit. Financials, no credit. Yes. Okay. So let's jump on the other side for those people who may have jumped out the window and said hey I'm just gonna go out here and kill it I'm like Kamari I got the hustle gene I can make anything turn a profit but yet they're not living from paycheck to paycheck but maybe from client to client maybe from project to project that happens right so how do they get out of that cycle or if they're new how do they stay out of that cycle and still have money to float around it's not a financial answer you want to get from me i do want a financial answer i want to know where they should be saving what they should be doing where they well so here here's here's the thing right in business and this is what i've learned doing tax and accounting work for so many years most people businesses marketing suck and so in order to get out of that i'm just being honest in order to get out of that rut you have to have great marketing okay so so it's a business answer but it's not quote-unquote financial financial guru it's a finance rebel 
and the marketing know-how. I mean, well, I mean, I well, you know, every business owner has to know how to market themselves. I agree with that. You know, so I I do podcast. I get interviewed a lot. I do radio. Um, I had a radio show at one point. Yeah. Um, so I get called. I get called to do these various public things where I get to broadcast my voice, whether it's to your audience, which could be 10,000 people, or when I'm on a main radio station in here in Philadelphia, that's going to millions. So a lot of people know who I am. So anytime I am going to pitch, it's never really a cold pitch. It's a warm pitch. So they kind of know me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that's just happened. That's part of my marketing. I wish you meant that. It would mean so much to me. I do mean it. I hope hope your audience doesn't mind us joking around so much. I'm sure that they're like, wait a minute. This is finance and fun. But I mean, if you want to think about it, right, you got to take every aspect of a business. So I kind of have an acronym, right? So you need marketing. And this is for any small business owner. You need marketing. You need operations in order to monetize your business. So I just call it the bomb system. Um, because some people, you can have great marketing, right? But if your product is terrible, your deliverable is terrible, nobody's going to come to you after that first marketing run. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it all kind of goes together. So let's talk about it from this perspective. Because I think most of full-time entrepreneurs are not just getting like $100 an hour for three-hour days. I would think that they're getting more along the lines of project-based money. Um, so, for instance, as an event planner, like cash was just, hey, listen, I want this package. Here's five grand down, right? Uh-huh. So, for people like that, or even if they're doing coaches, consultants, graphic designers, web designers, they're doing project or task oriented work or service oriented work, which means they're probably going to get a deposit, a retainer, whatever we want to call it. How would you suggest that they slot that money so that there's always money available? So that's a trick question, but this is what I tell all my small business owners. So you said 5,000, right? Yeah. So out of that 5,000 you made, I would take away half of it and put it aside for savings and taxes Mm -hmm. because uncle Sam always wants his due. And a lot of, a lot of business owners get jammed up at the end of the year because they haven't paid any estimated payments, which uncle Sam requires you to do at least four times a year. And most people don't do it because they're not considering the tax bill that's going to be coming due. Now that's if you're profitable. Now, if you're not profitable, um, right. You get a little bit of leeway. It's a little bit of a different story. You know, so it, it's okay. But I would say if, if you're on your own full time, take at least 50%, set that to the side, live off of the other 50%. And that's how, that's how you can survive the longest. And then the question again becomes is how often you're getting those 5,000 um, requests. Which would lead back to the marketing. But if I'm saving, that means I would have to be partially liquid, right? You so should I, be. Yeah, I should be in like a savings account versus a CD. Is there really ever a time where a business owner should have a CD from their? Um, yeah, yes and no. Um, it, it really depends. But let's say, 
Let's say you had a $100,000 event, right? You landed some super duper superstar wedding and they're going to pay you that. And you said, you know what? I want to take 25 grand because last year I only made 50 grand. I already made double what it is. I want to take 25 grand, but I don't want to block it up anywhere, but I want to get a little bit more interest than what, you know, I normally get. So you go to the bank and say, you know what? Let me get that $25,000 CD, one year CD, and we can use it for that. And then you could also use it to play off other things like loans and things like that with your bank, but that's like an intermediate level. I don't want to get too, too, too sophisticated. But what's that? I like the fact that there are investment options so they don't necessarily have to go into the stock market. Oh, yes. You know, put a few dollars maybe into some bonds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Well, I wouldn't do bonds, right? I would do, I would do CD, I would do a CD. And then if you, then once you start developing a stable um, revenue, stable sales, then you can start siphoning off some money and then you can start going into the market. But, you know, I really believe that small business owners, when they first get going, they should try to put as much money in cash as possible because you never know when you're going to hit a dry patch. And you never know, you should always be thinking about reinvesting into your business. And so if you're taking all the money out, there's nothing to reinvest in. You might want to say, well, you know what? My marketing really does suck. Let me, let me get Kim and she can help me do an ad and she can help me word it. And then we can run some Facebook ads or I can just do a video. I'll go get, you know, professional video done and that will cost some money. And then I can use it as kind of an intro to all my potential clients, you know, whatever it may be, but you still have the money there to do. Just left the workplace, no longer employed. What should they do with their 401k? Where should they roll it over into? And or should they leave it with the company? So again, that's gonna be a depends. Okay. Um some some companies will pay you handsomely. Like if if you leave your money behind, that's few and far between, but I have seen it. Um what I would suggest a lot of people do potentially is roll your 401k over into what's called a self-directed IRA. Mm-hmm. And with a self-directed IRA, this isn't a regular IRA, right? But this is a self-directed IRA. With a self-directed IRA, you have a lot more leverage and freedom to invest in various things. For example, you can invest in gold. You can invest in real estate. You can potentially invest in your own business if you structure it properly. Really? Yeah, and there are some other there are some other some other ways to do it. Um, I do tell people to tread lightly because it can be very convoluted can be a little costly. It's not for everybody. If you got $10,000 in your account, it's probably not for you. But um, it, it, it can be very, very flexible and very, very helpful if you do it. And there's some other, there's some other um, tools and techniques that you can use too. But again, I, I say tread lightly because um, I hate to say this, but most people are consumers. And when they get big, big lumps of money, they don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> and so you really have to have a plan. You have to have some discipline and you have to go into this really with on purpose um, and, and do some things. So it's, it's not for everybody, but if they were just leaving, then they could also just roll it over to a regular 401k and they can just sit there. So should they come see you about that? They can. Yep. To, for any of your, for any of your listeners, they can call and get a free 30 minute console with me. 
This is recorded, right? This is recorded. Okay, so we got it on the record. <laughs> now, how would they schedule said consultation? Um, that's a great question. Um, you can call me in my office, 484-278-1357, 484-278-1357, or you can just look me up on social media and send me a message. Sure do. He's everywhere. <laughs> Kamari, why don't you give the people one last tip before we sign off? One last tip. Yeah, that would be advantageous for either group. Okay. People just starting out still employed. I think I think the one thing that we all overlook from time to time is taking care of ourselves. So be the first to invest in you. That could be a day at the spa. That could be reading a book. That could be going to a conference. That could be getting a haircut. Whatever it may be, just make sure you invest in you first and foremost because you are your greatest asset. I wish y'all all could see her face right now. So nobody's going to take me seriously now. Oh, well, I mean, it's true, right? Yeah. The more you earn, the more you learn, the more you can earn potentially. Yeah. You know, but the better you feel, the better you come across, the better you project power and confidence as well. I agree with that. Why don't you tell them where to find you on social media so they can follow you once they hear this wonderful podcast? Again, Kamari Ellis, C A M A R I E L L I S. And you can also find me under the tag, The Finance Rep. Is that on, on, you have a Facebook page called The Finance Rebel? I sure do. And yeah, Instagram page called yeah. The Finance Rebel. Yes. I see that. Yep. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, ladies. We are wrapping with Kamari Ellis. I'm so hyped that you got a chance to listen to him and his expertise. I mean, despite his conversation today, he is kind of fabulous. I have some of the best friends. Thanks, Kamari. Thank you. You're so cool. <laughs> Again, I am the purpose catalyst. I hope today that you have heard something from Kamari that's been able to help you activate your genius and, of course, create multiple streams of income so you can save and invest the way that we discussed. All right, catch me on Facebook at Purpose Catalyst or on Instagram at Purpose underscore Catalyst. <laughs> I have to document this day. I 